Hi, I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about community. We're going to be taking a look at a passage of scripture coming from Genesis chapter 48, where Jacob tells Joseph, God promised me he was going to make me fruitful and multiply me and turn me into a community of people. A community of people. Lately, this idea of community keeps coming back to me. I was seeking God on what does he really want for our program, the Abundant Life Blueprint? Where are we going? What's the vision and direction for where we're going? And I just felt like the thing that kept coming back over and over is he wants a community of people, a thriving community of people working together, contributing their unique gifts and talents and working together in unity, helping each other, working towards a common vision or goal. He wants this community of people. I was once doing some homework with one of my daughters. I think it was third grade, third or fourth grade science homework. And she was reading about what's the difference between a population and a community. And the science homework said that a, a population, for example, a population of deer is when everything is the same. But a community is an entire ecosystem with diversity and everything working together to make up the entire ecosystem. And so that's the difference between a, a population and a community. So we're going to be asking God's help today, asking God for his help today to help us build this community the way that he wants us to, the way he intended us to, and to get it right. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business, and the business started out great, but then I got into some tough times. And I've got some months where I'm losing thousands of dollars in a month, and I just got the weight and pressure and stress of the business on me. My life is very unbalanced. And I remember just telling my wife, we're going for a walk, and I just remember telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. There's got to be more to life than this. And shortly after that, I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month, and then you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22 seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing we could pass on to future generations? Well, Proverbs tells us that wisdom, understanding, knowledge, those are the principal things. And so I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, I began to totally immerse myself in the Bible, in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me. And I just began to document what he was taking me through. He taught me this whole new way to live, this completely different way to operate my life. Well, we make him the source. We make him the center of everything. We do life together with him. Now, that wasn't always easy because learning a new way to do things meant I had to unlearn much of what I had learned in life. Went through some struggles. I got, at times, I found myself in some impossible-looking situations, only to see God come through over and over again. And I just began to record what he was teaching me, the things I was going through. 
And it turned into the series of books and courses that we have now called the Abundant Life Blueprint. And in the Abundant Life Blueprint, our goal is to build this community of people. And I do believe one of the most important ways we do that is with daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point, to turn things around and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. It's an opportunity to remember his sacrifice, especially when we get the busyness and stress and the pressures of life coming at us every day. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. 1 Corinthians 11.26 says, Every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So it's proclaiming the death that activates and sets in motion all of the benefits that are found in this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, we take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep honor and reverence, for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through. But I also think it's important we remember what his sacrifice means for us, how he connects us back to God, gives us this personal relationship with God, this covenant relationship. So the process we use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez coming from 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and our church and governmental leaders. Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. Thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. And I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy 
and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today. And masters of anything are masters of the fundamentals. That's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were steps and stages and a process they went through. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, to fully be walking in it. I think there's some steps and stages and a process we go through. And I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But his plan's probably going to look impossible. And we have to be willing to move forward with his plan rather than wanting to go back to the way things used to be. And then we've got to learn to follow after him, not only to make him Savior, but to make him Lord. Where he's the boss, we follow after him. He's got the plan. And then we have to learn to put off our old ways, to unlearn some things and embrace this new way of living, walking in love, walking in faith, walking in humility, and receiving these promises from God. So our first fundamental, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day as time moves forward another day, Time and space are connected. you got to keep repositioning yourself every day. got to get back into the light every single day. It's like the on-off switch. Either we're in the light or we're in the darkness. There's no in-between. And I think it starts with humility. Because it's the humble who are willing to grow and change and repent, make adjustments. It's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we're going to receive this forgiveness from God. We're going to forgive ourselves in the middle. We're going to walk in forgiveness with other people. And we're going to take our position in love today. Kind and patient and gentle. Always assuming the best. Keeping no record of wrongs. Delighting in the truth. Always hoping. Always trusting. Always persevering. Because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal, because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass, but the receiver turns and he runs in the wrong direction. He's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we step into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has, and he put it all in him. I like to call it this pipeline of living water. It's got everything we ever need in life. His spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom. There's purpose and grace, health and energy, time, finances, resources. It's all available to be received. But then we've got to get that pipeline flowing through us, out into the world where we see the fruit or the result of it in our life. Our first step is to get in position, I believe. Our second step is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us. And it's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. And to magnify the light, we've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. 
on one side is a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side is a basket full of our praises to God. To magnify the light, which basket are we going to fill up? With our thoughts, our focus, our words, our attention, our meditation. To magnify the light, we're going to fill up that basket of praise. Praising God for who he is, praising him for all that he's done, for all that he's done for us personally. I like to go through the names of God. He's our healer. He's our provider. He's the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. He is holy. He's our righteousness and our the one who sanctifies us. He's our banner. Just going through the names of God, praising him for who he is. He's faithful. He's true. He's love. He's light. He's full of unfailing love. And then praising him for all that he's done for us in Christ. He sent us his one and only son. He poured the cup of his wrath onto Jesus. But then he raised him up from the dead and seated him in heavenly places. And he raised us up with him and seated us together with him. He gave us his Holy Spirit. He sent the spirit of his sons, of His son into our hearts. Making us his children, making us heirs. And then you can go through, what has he done for you in your life personally? Just remembering the, the answers to prayer and the things that you've seen him do in your own life. Because I think it helps us to, to magnify the light, but also helps us to keep those things, to keep walking in the things that God has sent our way. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. There's another basket there. We could choose to fill up that other basket with venting and complaining, pouting. We could be out of position, insisting on doing things our own way, pride, unforgiveness, bitterness. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. And one of the biggest things I've learned, one of the biggest symptoms I've learned to pay attention to is where is the pressure? Where is the pressure? When we put the pressure on other people, we're looking to other people to supply our needs. We're putting pressure on them. Or we're putting all the pressure on ourselves. We're not giving ourselves grace. I think it squeezes God out. It blocks that supply of that living water flowing through us. But we put the pressure on God. We learn to rely on and to trust in him, to lean on him. All that living water begins to flow through us. When the pressure is in the wrong place, you might feel this heaviness and weight and all that pressure sitting on you. You might have fear and stress and worry, dreading things in the future, envisioning all these worst case scenarios, reliving bad things from the past. And unfortunately, this can become a vicious cycle. It can become a pattern in our life. But when we take our position in the light, put that pressure in the right place, we get to rest because the pressure is not on us. And when we rest, God goes to work. And all those good things, that pipeline of living water begins to flow. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And the peace and the joy and the love and the power and the grace, it all just begins to flow. And now all of a sudden, we've got hope in any and every situation because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace because sometimes we get off track. And he gives us this gift of grace. And if we ever get off track, we can get right back in position in just a couple of seconds. We can turn it back around, get back in position. I think it starts with getting more present, getting aware of those symptoms that we're experiencing recognizing them for what they are. And I think we humble ourselves. Father, I'm, I'm, I'm off track right now. I've missed it. 
please forgive me. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. Take that pressure off of ourselves. If we need to reconcile with somebody or forgive or say we're sorry, we take those steps. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental. we got to stay tuned in to God. Every day he's trying to teach us and train us and navigate us. But we've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with the journal before bed. And at the very top of my journal, I like to use what I call some filters to stay in rhythm with God. In the Old Testament, the temple had a rhythm. There were things that needed to be done every morning and evening, every weekly Sabbath at the start of every month, on the yearly cycle of feasts. Well, our bodies are God's temple now. And staying in rhythm with him, I believe, is one of the biggest keys to staying tuned in. So I like to start at the very top. I like to use that rhythm from the Old Testament temple. I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision? What do I feel like God is leading me in my life? For me personally, it's abundant life training centers all over the world. Making the, abundant, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Then I want to bring it down to another level. I want to bring it into this year. For example, for me this year, 2022, the year of the beautiful land, was the word I felt like God gave me for this year. Then I want to bring it down into the month. That's where I use our, our monthly message in the Abundant Life Blueprint. This month in July of 22, 2022, it's confidence through praise. Through praising God consistently, we grow more confident in our faith. And then I want to bring it down to a weekly level. That's where we use our weekly, yearly cycle updates. As we go throughout the year, the cycle of a year, different times of the year just give us different reminders of all that God's done for us, of who he is and all that he's done. This time of year, in July of 20, July of every year, is a reminder to expand the vision. Expand the vision. God's plan is ever increasing. He doesn't show it all to us at once. And I found that in July, he often begins to expand the vision. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? Because the more we look for them, the more of them we're going to see. And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring that journal down into today. I started with the big picture vision, brought it into this year, brought it into this month, brought it into this week. And then I want to bring it down into today. And I plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because sometimes I was toiling away, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen. And I was getting out ahead of him. Sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And one of the things I've learned is when you have all those things piling up on the inside, that pipeline of living water begins to flow and you stay tuned into him. He's going to give you things to do. He's going to give you things to say. But when we don't take action and those things build up on the inside, it blocks our clarity. It blocks that pipeline from flowing in our life. And you feel it building on the inside, kind of that feeling of overwhelm on the inside. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? 
That becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle, that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say in the morning? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1, the very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. And it's amazing. I start my day now. Those are the first words out of my mouth. How such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we start walking out that plan together with him, full confidence in him. That he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Take a look at the scripture today. Genesis chapter 48, verses 3 through 4. Jacob is speaking to his son Joseph. And he says, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan. And there he blessed me and said to me, I'm going to make you fruitful and increase your numbers. And I will make you a community of people. Community of peoples. And I will give this land as an everlasting possession to your descendants after you. And so, like I said, lately I just feel like I've been seeking God. There's talk about July as a time when the vision is expanding. I feel like God is saying the thing that he wants most for what we're doing with our program, the Abundant Life Blueprint, is he wants a community of people, a thriving community of people, which means a diverse group of people. All working together in unity, aligned toward a common vision. Contributing their unique gifts and skills, working together as a team. I believe that's what God wants most. So Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help with that today. We thank you for this promise that you've given in Genesis. And we're just asking for your help to help us build this community of peoples. He said, you will make us into a community of peoples. We're asking for you to do that for us, Lord. Because I don't think I can do it on our own. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember, God sent us his one and only son. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself unto death on a cross. And God poured the cup of his wrath on his body. He became poor so that we might become rich. He became sin so that we might become righteous. He was cursed so that we could be blessed. We could have God's blessing. He was destroyed by God so that we could rebuild with him. All of us like sheep have gone astray. We all turn to our own ways. And God laid upon him the sins of him all, of us all. And by his stripes, we've been healed. Father, we thank you for this bread. We ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. Thank you that this bread is a reminder. He makes us right and holy and perfect in your sight. All through his one sacrifice. If you have your bread, you can take your bread.
Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He's our faithful high priest. He washes us and cleanses us with his blood. Gives us this new covenant, this blood-sworn oath. That God is with us and for us. He's working for our good. His covenant he will not break. Covenant of love and a covenant of peace with him. So Father, we thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. Health and fitness. We've got our normal daily communion workouts that we do. If you don't have the workouts, you can get on our email list at theabundantlifetrainingcenter.com. On the daily communion emails that come, there'll be a workout attached to them. But I also think it's important. Outside of the workout, play more. Go on walks. Go on hikes. Go play golf. Go play tennis. Go play racquetball. Go play basketball. Go play and have fun. When we do recreation, one of the concepts I have in my book, Cracking Heaven's Code, when we do recreation, I believe it recreates us. Go play. Go have fun. Go play like a kid. Go play games. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.